0: Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way podcast. Uh, it's interesting who you meet along the way. Um, I think it was probably five or six years ago at a small business event in Phoenix. I met a brother and sister that were a startup of in the food products business and They uh, worked with us at Root and River, and then Denise, uh, the the sister of the brother-sister combo, and I have become great friends, and she moved to Austin, I don't know, four years ago, and um, so I've wanted to have you on, Denise, for a while, because I think you're a fascinating person with some very interesting perspectives, and you've lived an unexpected life in a lot of ways. It probably wasn't your... You know, when you were a kid, like someday I'm going to own a peanut butter company. (laughs) So welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Justin. So So,
0: yeah, so Denise is the Denise Malcoon is the co-founder of Americano Foods, um, most known for their peanut butter, um, which is available at all many, many retailers, wherever you are located. Um, I highly recommend trying it. It's very tasty as a peanut butter snob. I can totally say that. (laughs) We're not talking about peanut butter today. <laughs> We're talking about entrepreneurism and BIM. And BIM is B-Y-M-M, which is breathwork, yoga, meditation, and movement. And Denise, you are a certified yoga instructor, and you're a person that has an active consciousness practice, and you're an entrepreneur. And so that, that's, there's, that's pretty rare. Don't know a lot. Do you, do you know any other people that are certified yoga instructors and also own a food products company?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting intersection of, of interests for sure.
0: Right. (laughs) So digging into that, like the first question then is the, the, the BIM practices and you could say any or all of them, your work with BIM, how has that influenced you as an entrepreneur? Mm. And I'm curious, like, Were you doing yoga regularly and some of the stuff before you started the the company with your brother, or is that something you picked up later or talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that journey and how that influenced you as an entrepreneur?
1: That's a great question. You know, I think the, for, I could just speak to my journey and Mm -hmm. yoga for me came first and yoga for me has just been this. Uh, constant in my life, like it's a constant self study, and so it's it's kind of interesting as I move through life to have yoga kind of be that place that I come back to, mm. and the entrepreneurialism entrepreneurism and you know various life transitions and like moving to Austin. Um, it's really it's really like the yoga practice that has grounded me throughout all of it, mm. and um, it's really from that kind of foundation. That I've been able to seek out the opportunities in the external world, um, that that kind of add add to the internal and, right. and um, so yeah, I think that that's for me that's kind of been the the journey, and as far as the you know being in being in business and being in the food space, one hundred percent in second grade. The mm-hmm. Only thing I ever wanted to be was a teacher. I just told mm-hmm. <laughs> I told everyone, I was like, that's it. I'm I'm gonna be a teacher. And I actually, when I went to school, I studied psychology and education. Mm-hmm. So I kind of followed that through and was at a kind of this interesting crossroads where my brother and I had started this side project, this passion project really to, to help solve for um, you know, products we thought could be better on the mar- in the market. Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of upon graduation, I, I looked at these two options and thought, when else I'm going to have a chance to work with my brother and really dive into this this kind of dive in, not knowing the outcome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I, I kind of chose that entrepreneurial route. And definitely, without yoga, I just don't know how I would navigate it all. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I think it goes now in hindsight it goes hand in hand my I, I'm and I don't do, I don't do a lot of yoga um but definitely the other you know breath work meditation movement um and I think about how different I am in this iteration of a new business so when you and I met I was sort of in transition in phases of consciousness you know and uh, with, with my work, with, you know, my partnership at the time with Emily and, and what we were doing through it and river. And I, I tried to apply what I was learning through breath, work and meditation and movement to the kind of current place I was. And I, I learned that it's not a, I'll put it this way. Any of this work, especially meditation is not to keep things the same,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's not to hold on to something. And so as as I was evolving and then eventually led to me, you know, exiting from Root and River last August, and then um, a few months later started massive uh, with with Virginia, my approach to that, this business, this is my sixth business I've launched or co-launched is very different because of the meditation work and, and the mindfulness work of being much more feminine a feminine energy much more around the flow waiting mm-hmm. for the invitation the receptivity not like charge charging in and you know make it happen and it doesn't mean that there's not decisiveness but it's very much feeling my way through and i don't i don't think i would even have the awareness to do that without meditation um and um breath work and is as well and i think also for many entrepreneurs Um, we have commonly are neurodiverse or neurodivergent. Um, so typically, you know, say ADHD and many trauma survivors, and we get into entrepreneurism because it gives us a sense of control. But here's the joke is that being an entrepreneur is a continual traumatic event, you know? And so I think like, man, if I would have known these things, I know now, back when, back in 2003, when I started my first company, um, What, how different would it have been? That's and that, and it's almost like reverse influence. Like, I am going to build, I am building with Virginia Massive from the soul out, from the Mm -hmm. center out. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to fulfill an identity, it's not trying to scratch an itch related to fulfillment. It's listening to the soul, and the only way to hear the soul, in my experience, is to quiet the mind. Mm -hmm. Um and get that chatter down. and I you know still deal with it every day in some form. you know, ADHD is a little bit like having a beehive in your head. sometimes the bees are calm and sometimes they're trying to kill you. so <laughs> um yeah, so uh, just keeping on this theme for just a little bit. have you have you met other entrepreneurs and you know going to conferences or within the food business that, like have a meditation practice or some sort of yoga practice on it? Like it's part of who they are. Have you ever run into that?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I've met a lot of people that are soul oriented in this, in this space, because Mm -hmm. especially in the natural product space, this, the kind of, we're all trying to solve for the same thing, which is we care so much about what's on the inside and how it affects how you live day to day. And right. so there's that kind of, there's that piece of connection. And I think, you know, to the point of how we access that internal space, there's so many different ways to to get there and yoga just, you know, that that practice is, is mine. Um, but that's such a great question. You know, I, I kind of wonder if there is this corner of the world where food space and the, you know, yoga, breathwork, meditation movement space unite. Um,
0: Yeah. I, you know, here in Austin, I, I hear it a lot more, um, but not within the necessarily very often within the you know, growth oriented, you know, what would you consider startup, you know, type culture? Um, Most of the, most of the entrepreneurs that I know that are practice practitioners of yoga or mindfulness or whatever, are solo, are solo, you know, coaches, consultants, therapists, things like that. And um, many of them even use yoga and, and mindfulness in their coaching practices as part of the experience. But as far as like the classic startup, like you, you and Jeff were, um, it's extremely rare. Um, and I think it goes to something I gave. I gave a talk a few months ago. Um, it's my current keynote called uh, "The Art of Unfinishing," and that David Hawkins had the map of consciousness with courage in the center. So your level of consciousness, as it raised, you eventually hit kind of the midline, which was courage, and then above that is reason and love and joy and enlightenment. And when I was giving that talk and I'm looking for business leaders that are above the courage line, like real courage, um, I only found a very, very, very small group of people. So I assume in some extrapolation that that's the case. Um, If anyone's listening to this and you are a BIM practitioner yourself, and you are a startup founder, I would love to talk to you. Or if you know someone that is, I would love to talk to them because I think there's an opportunity for best practices and to learn from each other. It's its own kind of sub community, but right now it's pretty small. So
1: absolutely. And I think, especially at the beginning of, of starting Americano, there's this kind of entrepreneurialism. um, There's a lot of external forces that you kind of have to cut through, right? And it's a lot, I, I hate to say it, but it's just so much BS. It's like all in the state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's so disconnected from the soul. Oh. Yes. And exactly. so. yeah. I really totally. appreciate
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can say bullshit. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so that does a great segue into the next question for us to talk through, which is what's something or some things that are misunderstood about BIM by most entrepreneurs?
1: Hmm. I think that it, I think one thing that's misunderstood is that it's a solve, that it's Mm. like that, you know, if, if you, you have these practices, then it will, you know, your problems will go away. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So if anything, it just helps you navigate the problems better or with more ease or with more peace, more groundedness and from like a place of intuition and, and heart yeah problems still exist it's just how you are with the problems that yeah that, that's what it is really yeah
0: that's that's brilliant and I think it also helps you understand what's an actual problem
1: <laughs> so true
0: and versus an existential like you know some sort of existential angst um and you can always tell that by the language that's used um and and so yeah. That's a very interesting. I hadn't thought about that one. I did not thought, cause you're, I see that too. sometimes with myself, it's a little bit like people that are really religious and they're like, they're, they, they, they've, they've associated like, this is kind of the, um well, I'll call it the evil or the grossness of the prosperity doctrine within evangelical Christianity is this idea that your, you know, your bank account and your soul account are the same thing or you know your value your blessing as it were and i think there's a version of that within the with with this like the yoga and breathwork meditation that that if i do this ritual then somehow it will help me be successful in a more in a linear way and i don't think that's true at all um it sure helps you understand what's important and what's not important though um, yes
1: so yeah. It can definitely bring you back down, you know, from, yeah, yeah it brings you from the, all of the buzz of the, the mind back into the soul, into your heart, into your right. intuition. And- yeah. I
0: love that you you mentioned that it brings you back into intuition, which is a very underutilized skill or tool that we have as humans. Um, I think for me, what's most misunderstood when I talk about this with other entrepreneurs is t- about time. Yeah, they often say, well, I don't have, I don't have time to offer hours of meditation. Um, and, and you really don't need an hour because everything, everything in life starts with the very first thing you do. So it's as long as you want it to be. And, you know, you could have a similar to like even a journaling practice. You could do a five minute journal, five bullet journal. You can do a five minute meditation. You don't need an app necessarily. Some people prefer guided. I use Sam Harris's waking up app, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, You get a free 30 day trial um, with the link. Um, But some people don't do that. Some people do longer meditation. Some people do shorter, but it's not really about time. Um, It's kind of bullshit, Um, especially for entrepreneurs. And you are in charge of your life. Yeah. You may have a board investors and blah, 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 but you still you're, you're, you it's not like you're like a, a single mom working three jobs, you know, trying to figure out when to meditate, you know, you can do it. You just need to choose to do it. It's kind of a boundary thing, way more of a boundary thing than a resource thing.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it, I think the time thing is just resistance. It's yeah. resistance to, <laughs> it's resistance to actually uncovering what's underneath. Yes. And I think that's really and we do this all the time. I I mean, this is constant practice for me too. Oh my gosh. And, and I am don't have time, time to practice yeah. yoga. Like yeah. it's just a resistance thing. And the second, because the second you sit still, the second you have that moving meditation or you have a meditation practice, you start to really sit and things, things come into awareness. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just actually not wanting to, to look at.
0: Right. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> been there um, <laughs> frequently. Um, I think another one that comes up for me is that the purpose of meditation in particular is to quiet the mind Mm. and, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We don't want our minds to be too quiet. We're supposed to be ideating, you know, and, but there is an element of it that is that that there's an element of it that's, I suppose, quieting the mind, but the real intention, at least as the way I practice it is to learn how to observe your mind Mm. because People often ask me, well, how do, how, what's the first step to consciousness? And I said, you need to be able to sit quietly and observe your mind and understand that there's an I and a me, mm-hmm. um, and that the I is watching the me and the me are your thoughts and emotions and social conditioning. And once you see that there's a distance there, then you can see like, oh, this has no control over me unless I give it control.
1: Absolutely. And
0: that can take, you know, not very long to sit and just observe your thoughts and, There they go by, you know, I'm thinking about this or that, and then returning to center. And this is the, you know, the combination of breath work or doing things like box breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that I do pretty regularly is a centering kind of, that's based off of centering prayer, but centering word. So I just sit quietly and wait for a word and I meditate on it for a while. And then I open my journal and I just write down everything I'm hearing about that word. Um, And then I post it to social because I feel like that's what it's there for, to be shared. Um, So those, those, those are all practices. There's no formulas, just practices. Anyone that claims to have the right formula for doing this is, is, um, you know, (laughs) shilling something. Um, So when you, when we think about time and we think about, um, you know, allocation, do you, do you have like a regularly scheduled thing, like a morning ritual or an evening ritual or something? Or is it like you put it on the calendar when it, when, you know, you have the discipline to put it on the calendar, but it's not the same time all the time. Well, how do you do it now?
1: That's a great question. So I would say the most, if, if I'm using yoga as a, as kind of this um, like tool to really self-study and and go inside the the closest I've been to like implementing that and really Operating from like a heart-centered place mm-hmm. it was actually when I was waking up and practicing this style called Ashtanga yoga, mm-hmm. um, the Mysore method, and it's self-led. There's no music. Mm-hmm. The only sound you hear is that of your own breath. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And it's and it's a sequenced practice because the structure of that allows you to not think, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do next? It's like you're just kind of sitting in the and flowing in that that sequence. Mm-hmm really allows you to drop in. So I would say for me, that's been the most, um, That's that tool has definitely required the most discipline, but been the most fruitful.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that's the yoga modality or, or, or uh, area of discipline that Sam Harris studied that led to him creating, he's a neuroscientist. So <laughs> there's not a lot of woo in that type of yoga.
1: There's no you know. yoga there's yeah. no, it's not yeah. very like sexy for lack of better words. You right. know, you're, you're really with yourself in
0: that. Yes. Uh, Which is the really the whole point. Um, <laughs> I find my, I find my practice evolving um, to some extent where it was. And I think it's because of where I was at in life is that it would the morning, get up early and, and meditate and journal and sit and just be quiet. But as I my as my consciousness levels have changed, my motivation has changed. So my motivation before was sort of around freedom, from torment and healing, from brokenness and all that. And now it's more about possibility. And so I finding myself in creativity. it's like creating. it's very forward thinking mm-hmm. instead of backward kind of like history yeah. uh, resolving. Um, it's very forward thinking. And so I still I still meditate, still do the 10 minute meditation but I'm starting to incorporate things like more movement in the mornings, um, and more, um, more movement in general. And I kind of got it down to like my baseline is I need to, I need to regulate my dopamine. as a person with ADHD, if I need to regulate my dopamine. I need to, I need to, uh, nourish my body and I need to, which is movement and nutrition. And I need to get into my heart. Mm. Um, and so I kind of feel that. Sometimes, sometimes I f- for me, like that kind of meditation gets me even gets a little bit more into my head. I already know how to observe my thoughts. I want to get into my heart. So I switch and I listen to Sarah Blondin stuff on the insight timer app instead, and that she's extremely helpful. Um, and then in movement, I don't ever wear headphones anymore. I, I, you know, I, I really wish I could leave my phone behind, but I'm a little nervous about doing that with, you know, as a person with sort of being protective of his people. Um, But I don't, I don't use when I go to the gym to lift weights, I don't wear headphones or have my phone with me. I put it away because that's its own kind of presence practice. And what I love about this is you can make a presence practice out of anything. Absolutely. And that's mindfulness. If you are present in it, not going through the motions, but like and what I like to do with that is kind of think about the story of something, like look around you on your desk and think about the stories of the people that made the things and how they got here and how you arrived at the fact that you decided to buy this particular thing. That's all kind of, it's a, its own form of meditation. Um, yes. So,
1: yes. Yeah. And, and I think in that there's something very, there's a sense of awe you can feel with life when you mm-hmm. turn everything into that. When you really yeah. stop and observe the little little moments or the little right. moments. so there there really is a sense of awe, and I think you know again that can really bring you back when like mm-hmm. the mind is buzzing and
0: yeah, that can bring you yeah. You. Really is crazy. there a is there a yoga pose that you can't do yet but you want to? <laughs>
1: ironically sitting still <laughs> I was really really sorry just sit still <laughs>
0: that's, a, yeah, that's why i always say my favorite pose is uh what's it's, it's i can't remember the
1: it's
0: yeah it's like okay i can do this uh, yeah
1: well i yeah. think that to that to that question you know i think all of life can turn in i mean if we really the practice of yoga is really this practice is is life kind of becoming that right meditation and so to say that there's a yoga pose that i really want to do it's really just to move through different challenges (laughs) ease.
0: it's something i thought about as a as a christian of living living as a prayer Mm -hmm. um not praying like life is a prayer it's in your breath you know Mm -hmm. it's in it's in your gratitude it's in the state of your how you see the world um And I think that's kind of the point. The point is to get to a place where you are, where you can create, you can serve humanity. And it's not about going and being a monk or, you know, living in a cave. It's about, you know, really what we're doing with Massive is coaching those entrepreneurs That are at that stage of consciousness where they're like, oh, I could change the world. That's what we call them history shapers. And I could change the world, not like, you know, inventing something that everybody buys, but like truly contributing to the advancement of humanity and social justice and et cetera. Um, It all starts with consciousness, in my opinion. Um, So simple starting points. So for the listeners uh, that don't have a regular BIM practice, what are your tips for a few starting points?
1: So I have a, I have a yoga um, teacher who's been very influential in my life and she'll say, just do sun salutations. So if you're looking to start yoga, just get on the mat and do sun salutations. Very there's tutorials all over. Mm-hmm. You can show up to any show up to any studio, and this is the, the base of the yogic um asana.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: sun salutations take all of four minutes. You mm-hmm. do five of them, it takes four minutes, and it's the most cleansing, grounding experience. And the irony of that is. The second that you start the hard that's the hardest part. And then, you know, you, it opens up more curiosity if, if it's there for you to explore.
0: Yeah, that's good. I would add to that. Um, try to do that. I try to do that, um, with my feet on natural ground. So almost every morning, not every morning, but almost every morning, I'll go outside and stand with my feet in the grass. Even when we had the ice storm here, um, wow. And I do, I do five sun salutations and then I do a gratitude prayer. I make it just think of the things I'm most grateful for. Um, and I don't, again, I don't do that every day, but I do it enough to know that it's important. Um, and, um, I think I would start with getting your thoughts out of your head journaling. I think it's difficult in my view as, as a neurodivergent person and an entrepreneur, I think it's difficult to try to do meditation without first understanding how your mind works a little bit yeah. because entrepreneurs in particular over identify with our minds. You know, yeah. we're all, you know, we're in the idea business and we're in the, in the okay. systems and logistics and that's all mind stuff. And that's great. We need it. But to try to jump from linear thinking to sort of sitting and observing your thoughts is a bit much to ask. So I recommend starting a journaling practice and then just adding stillness wherever you can, for example, and if you, if you drive to work, don't drive with any, don't listen to a podcast. Don't listen to music. Don't get on a phone call. It's not the same as sitting and being quiet, but it's a starting point.
1: Sure.
0: Um, and I think there's also mm-hmm. um, putting yourselves in uncomfortable, physically uncomfortable situations and um, you know, like I haven't done one yet, but it's on the list this year of doing like a cold plunge as an example. That's kind of the hot trendy thing right now. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I think being physically uncomfortable is grounding. And because you understand that your mind isn't that smart and your mind can process existential pain, the same as physical pain, and they're very, very different. And if you understand that you can handle physical pain physical discomfort you can handle existential discomfort it does not go the other way in my in my observation Mm. and again you know being an entrepreneur is a continuous traumatic event and a continuous existential crisis to some extent and so if that's where that being physically uncomfortable I think um, helps take a cold shower I've not done this in a while but I used to do this where I'd sleep on the floor sometimes um, just to be uncomfortable I'd fast Again, I don't do all of these now because I feel like I'm at a different place um, than I was when I was experimenting and I'm experimenting with different things. But those are some some starting points that I see. Mm -hmm. So
1: I love I love what you said about journaling to get all the thoughts out first. And I actually feel like I do feel like starting and being in stillness is uncomfortable. It's so it's so it's it's so like jolting ironically yeah. um yeah. so yeah i really yeah. really I,
0: appreciate that about getting on all the thoughts yeah i call it the i call it the and i don't do yoga a lot and there's variations of this but i call it the yoga dip and you're like <laughs> yay i'm doing yoga and then you just plunge slowly into despair about how hard it is <laughs> and at the bottom of it you're like what the fuck man what am i here for and how come i can't do this and ah and like, everybody else is so bendy <laughs> and then you kind of climb back out and you're like, yay, I did yoga. <laughs> it's like this U shape. And I think I think a lot of things like that are like that in life that are, you know, we we are designed to avoid discomfort. And yoga is getting uncomfortable, like you said, like physically imposes or if you're not just you, even sitting on your ass on a mat, that's uncomfortable. Or sitting cross-legged is uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and or,
1: staying on the mat. Yeah. You know, not... But- And that's the, and that's it is you stay on the mat, you know, you still on the
0: mat. And so absolutely. (laughs) What do you think it kind of wrapping here, but I'm curious as you know, you're on your journey. um, What do you, what do you, what's something you're working on yourself related to all of this? Like, is there a particular part of your mind or your, your experience as a, as a living, breathing human, anything you're working on right now?
1: That's such a good question. I, you know, it's, one of the, um, I think one of the scary things about being in this practice and, be, and letting it manifest in your life is when you uncover things and when you're in that like state where you're conscious and then you feel it internally and then there is this external world and it's finding that way to align them. Yeah. Uh, and so right now there are some things with the business where we're shifting And, um, it's just like this question of in what direction do we really want to grow? Um, and I have a business partner, my brother, Jeff. And so, you know, when we, we connect, it's, um, kind of this practice of honoring both his, his shifting and my shifting and Mm -hmm. seeing how that can manifest as a whole in the, in the business. So I think that's, um, kind of what's in that radar for me right now.
0: Yeah. Mine is coming up with new, better systems for preserving energy. Mm -hmm. I can't power through stuff like I used to it. I'm 52. I'm in good shape for my age. I'm in good health. Um, I look, I don't look my age. I know that. Um, but I can't, I don't have like that. The the, the cost of powering through isn't worth it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm learning to like I said regulate my dopamine better and distribute my energy better um i it's it's a big challenge for me because i'm 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 such a like I'm like a golf cart I'm either on or off you know like i'm I don't so this regulation of energy has been difficult for me um and is in many ways has made it more like um it's it's a it's a difficult thing to wrestle with the fact that your your mind can't tell your body what to do in a particular situation and again it goes back to feeling and so kind of surrendering and acceptance and and also keeping and reminding that i'm building systems now for the future like the future of being a you know a healthy fit energetic old old man not just older man but an old man when i'm an old man i want to be I told Virginia this yesterday, I hope that when we're old, we're not walk, we don't walk too slow because that's annoying, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, and uh, I'm teasing, but uh, it's, it's that sort of like preparing for the future, which includes preparing my mind for that, the things that the things that we've assumed either, you know, the, the shift, as you said, maybe that's the best way to say it. The shifts for me are more like related to age and place in life right now you know, like I'll do whatever I need to financially to be able to go to Portland to see my grandkids every quarter, or we're going to have a killer wedding. I don't care what it costs, you know, in in November. Um, I mean, I do care what it costs, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, those are things that I'm building towards. And I have to get my mind. My mind has been one of my best friends as a survival tool. Mm -hmm. And I'm really trying to um, harness the possibility tool that it is. And to do that requires a tweak of some systems that, so anyway, well, you are a super interesting person. I'm very grateful that you're in my life. You're, you inspire me in a lot of ways that you probably don't even know. And, uh, I'll, I'll link to the peanut butter business or the butter, the, the (laughs) Americano foods, uh, website, Um, if people are listening to this is what's, what's some, the people that are listening to this that love peanut butter, what's a store, like a chain that we might find your product in.
1: Sure. So, uh, if you're in the Southwest, we're in sprouts and a store called AJ's in Texas, we're in central market. And then you can always find our product online on our website, which is eatamericano.com.
0: Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Denise.
1: Thank you so much, Justin.